Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. Think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm a cool. I'm a, uh, oh God, this is a terrible intro. Uh, this is best yet. I'm joined by the uh, <laughs> usual cast of uh, Incredible Melting Men, and I'm melting down right now. Well, first of all, the uh, keeper of the inner sanctum, the numbers guy, the runator, and the contrarian Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, you can't do any worse than this. I don't. I wouldn't bet on that. Just listen to me talk. Yeah, we're good. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> and of course, the man who's always wrong with the whole collection, the clown prince of collecting, the dirty old geek, Brian He's one. Brian, how are you? Me am terrible. Is this, it's Bizarro World. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I would go with Bizarro World. Okay, well, well I am, well, if, if it's Bizarro World, I am the gleefully happy <laughs> world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lanson. I'm telling you, my name is Dr. Ted Nelson. That's an obscure one. And welcome <laughs> to another issue. <laughs> Well, the, the Disney thing was this week, so I imagine you have a ton of news. I watched at least three trailers. Yeah, I uh, I watched a bunch of trailers. There was there was a ton of announcements. Um, Wait, there was a Disney thing this week? Yeah. You know what I'm... I'm, I'm keep your elbow on the pulse they, of uh, they, pop culture there, Keith. They don't call me anymore. <laughs> they, uh, I think that we're going to see... They give you a preview of what D23 is going to be like at San Diego. So I don't... I mean, it's... They just let you... So they do a preview of the preview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that's D23 is the the whole big there's going to be stuff coming out of San Diego, but I don't think it's ever going to be big again because they've all done their own things. But yeah, we got uh on October 7th, we got Werewolf by Night. I was not even aware that was even coming Which, out. It looks uh black and white. <clears throat> it looks really good. I'll have to check that out yeah. cuz that sounds yeah. kind of cool. A lot of screaming in it. Secret Invasion. Watch that trailer. That looks good. They're doing uh, Nick Fury without the eye patch now. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. Sure, yeah. Sure, it's not a scroll. It could be. I'm just saying. Could be. Every spy is going to be in this. It looks pretty decent. Uh, and that's going to go right into Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle's in Secret Invasion, too. They did announce that uh, the villain in Captain America New World Order is going to be uh, the leader, played by Tim Blake Nelson. So they're pulling an obscure Hulk that they set up in the movie and never did anything with. So that should be pretty interesting. I hope they do the big green head. Me too, with the big brain. Yes. Like the the McFarlane style. Yes. Could he be the one in She-Hulk trying to get the blood? Ooh. So he can become the leader? Ooh. The leader? I'm, or I'm, he needs to heal something. Because her blood heals all. Yeah, that too. Well, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. The Thunderbolts team was announced. Yay. Who's on the Thunderbolts? Wow, so it will be the Florence Pugh Black Widow. Like her. Uh, Red Guardian. Love him. Um, Winter Soldier. Okay. It's good. Taskmaster. Boo. Oh, really? The the one from the movie or a new one? No, the one from the movie. 
Because remember, they left her alive. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Yeah, that's. But you can make another armor, so. You could, but it's going to be her. Uh, and ghost. And you're forgetting uh, U.S. agent. Oh, U.S. agent! I did forget U.S. agent. You did. I forgot him. He's going to be. Uh, and then Julie Louis Dreyfus is going to be the Norman Osborn. <laughs> so this is not Thunderbolts. This is Dark Avengers, essentially. Yeah, basically. You know what? They're they're kind of billing it as no, the Suicide Squad. Mm. Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad. Except none of them are arrested, really, and they weren't released to. Anyway. No, it's but they're working for a governmental agency, and they'll go on missions is no really, sane hero would go on. Is she really part of the government? Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, I think that Julie Louis Dreyfus is the uh, Amanda Waller of Marvel. Okay. She's not quite as intimidating. And she can't dance. Don't ask her. What else did I watch? D- uh, Disenchanted. Did you, did you well? Did you watch any of Star Wars stuff? Oh yeah, the uh, Tales from the Jedi, uh, which I'm super excited about because of Ahsoka. Yeah, baby Ahsoka, baby Ahsoka, uh, and then uh, older Ahsoka, and um, you got young Dooku, young Yoda. Uh, it's going to be six streaming episodes. I'm sure it's going to be a lot like what was that other thing we watched? Visions. Yeah, Visions. I think it's going to be a lot like Visions, kind of standalone stories. Yes. Kind of but I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, that looks really good. I was not sold on Andor. And I watched the late the trailer coming out of that. And I actually think I'm going to enjoy that a little bit more than I thought it was going to. Oh, I uh, I did not watch the Andor trailer. I did watch the trailer for uh, Mandalorian third season. Which gave you nothing. It gave you a ton. Really? Ooh. I didn't think it gave you that. I mean, just the, the, the fact that... Uh, He's going to Mandalore. He's going to Mandalore. I He's mean, going up against um, what's her name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yeah, that's how she was going to get the sword. From that's him. how. Yeah, like, she has to get the sword from him. I did like the though the whole your cult is the reason that yeah. Mandalore fell or whatever. I thought that was pretty good. Split our planet in half. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, Who I, says that? Bo-Katan. Oh, so she's the owner. Yeah, and uh, she just looks fucking awesome. My girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Katie Sackhoff is is better to show then. Let's go. Come on, get on. Gonna complete that role. Dude, she's... you think she's gonna lower herself to hang out with us? She barely talks to me. <laughs> yeah, but we're more fun. Just uh, leave twenty on the dresser, lads, yeah. and quit taking my toast. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that was about uh. All I watched, uh, I did read some things on Peter and Mary. I think it's Disney's answer to the biblical story. Or, or, it's Peter Pan. Okay. Um, I thought you were talking Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. No. Uh, no, Peter and Mary. They're uh, they're doing another Peter Pan movie. Someone said they're going to be doing something off that horrible, horrible Mark Millar trouble book. They did way back when. So oh. tell me about something or good. I haven't seen anything about that. Okay. But I'll look for it. I don't know. That's what's uh, so yeah, that was that was a ton of news. Ton of news from D twenty three. Loki season two was of course announced. And they had a panel on that. I did not take an hour to watch that. <sighs> I looked at it. That's an hour. Oh, I got an hour. And of course we do have a couple deaths this week. The first being uh, Diane Noonan. 
who was one of the first female underground artists, uh, known for her long-running character, Dee Dee Glitz. I'm not familiar. Neither am I. Nope. But, uh, God love her, she was a pioneer. She should be mentioned. And, of course, the biggest... You know what? There are uh, moments in history that we kind of define a generation by. Uh, the generation before us was, where were you when JFK was shot? Um, we were, where were you when the Challenger blew up? Um, the one after us was, where were you on 9-11? And uh, Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning British monarch at 70 plus years. We, will not, we won't live to see that beat. Um, nor do I think it will, um, if they even keep a monarchy at this point. Um, but 70 plus years, what an incredible woman. You know, there are just moments that in your life where you go, that's historical. I mean, this is just a hugely historical moment. People in Britain, there are people, many, many people, I think it's 90% have never known a king, never had a king. It was always the queen. There are many people who were born, lived, and died under Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. So, to me, uh, for, for a woman who was not supposed to be the monarch, never intended to be not the monarch, and probably that generation's where were you where the king when the king abdicated. Just a sad, sad passing. It's not a, a shock. Still a surprise. Yeah. You know, I thought the best tweet that I had seen on it was, uh, what a roller coaster... Britain went from a male prime minister and a female monarch to a female, or yeah, to a female prime minister and a male monarch all in one day. So, uh, and then the other was uh, she was a 96 year old woman in bad health, and there's still going to be people who think there's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for this edition of the world-famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, in uh, line with uh, our uh, disgusting uh, protagonist in the movie uh, Incredible Melting Man, gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the timer, who are your top three grossest heroes or villains? And go. So number three for me, I'm going to pull from the X-Men, um, and that is Maggot who has two giant maggots that live in his tummy and that go out and do his bidding. This might have been during the X-Men that I didn't read. Probably. Probably. Which is most of it. Yeah, which is most of it. <laughs> then yes, I would say yes. <laughs> post, post like 1995 <clears throat> X-Men. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a guy with two maggots that live in his stomach. Giant maggots. Giant, Giant maggots. maggots. Just... And what are the maggots? What does he like puke them up or something like that? No, they just come out. And what do his bidding or yeah. something? Yeah. He controls the giant maggots. And maggot minions, whatever you yeah. want to call. Them. Okay. That's uh that's pretty gross. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, just, just like giant worms. What <laughs> speaking of giant worms, these segue there pretty comes. You are like a master from of a, this. From a, uh, I think it was a James Gunn movie, uh, which I really like with Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker. I'm gonna go with Grant Grant, which is Michael Rooker's character from Slither. 
Yes. Who actually starts turning into a gross worm-like being. Being, yes. Oh, okay. It's a really good movie. It's horror. It's actually comedy horror. Yeah. Okay. It's a fun movie. Um, Nathan Fillion plays the, the good guy, and Greg Grant's the evil businessman, and uh, meteorite lands like it they're apt to do, and it, it's alien. It's like the blob. <laughs> Quite, so Michael worms. Rooker turns yeah. into the blob, essentially. He, yeah, he becomes this yeah. gross, wormy thing, yeah. And he's trying to get uh, Nathan Fillion, I can't remember his character's woman, of course. Because everybody goes after the women. Yeah. The women's are always in danger. They, that sounds Mars kind of a throw, a throwback to the... Yeah. Sounds like what Incredible Melting Man was trying to do. Yeah. It'd be like a throwback to like the 50s atomic war. Yes. Alone to you if you ever have time mm. to see it. Yeah, it's a good move. Okay. Um... Strangely enough, uh, Keith is wearing the T-shirt. Oh! And actually, mine is a uh, is kind of a Doctor Rich, in the combination of Swamp Thing slash Man Thing. Okay. Oh. And maybe Man Thing's a little bit more gross because uh, he basically secretes uh, sulfuric acid. Yeah. Those who fear him. But Swamp Thing they eat his tubers, so that's pretty gross too. Well, yeah, and especially like during the original, before before Swamp Thing became the king of the green or yeah, whatever, yeah. And, and especially like the old rights in the '60s stuff, he was more of a horror character, yeah. you know. Yes. And um, I thought you were the movie with the pig guy. Uh, Return to Swamp Thing. Okay. That had uh, oh god, he had a great line. Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear, but I'm <laughs> saying, I, I want to say it was like Louis, Sh- Louis Jordan was the guy who turns into the pig guy. Yeah. Yeah. The devil does not own my soul. He has a lease with an option to buy. What a great line. <laughs> All right, Brian, Sorry. what is your number two? Number two is not that this the hero is gross, but what she does to you is. And that is one of my favorites from the later Legion run. And a, certainly a favorite when uh, Phil Jimenez draws her. And that is Infectious Lass. And she gives you horrible diseases. But she's kind of hot. She's hot. That's yeah. how you get most of your diseases from hot women. That's what they say in the old Navy posters. <laughs> well, that tells that explains why I'm the war. That explains why I haven't caught COVID up in this yeah. Any time. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's you know pustules and vomiting dripping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's bodily fucking fluids, and I can't do. De- I just that is so. Okay, my appetite's gone. Just done. Well, my second one is uh, I don't know. It's a lance, a doctor rich. I'm not sure which it is. It is uh, Sky and Ariola from The Boys Diabolical Best Friends Forever, the BFF. It's a shit. It's a little girl and a shit. Oh, God, yes. Yes. That is about as gross as you can get. Talks of shit, controls shit, and Ariola is a shit thing. So it's like, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, where she animates shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then they have so I don't warm know fries and shit. I don't know if that's oh. a Doctor Rich or a, a Lance because um, I'd like to have neither one of our names associated with that. To be perfectly honest with you, I think a that's Lance, a Lance. Dr. That's Rich. a Lance. <laughs> well, it's all the same. They're both in the same movie, so right. That makes but it's still Dr. a slash. Too. So I... <laughs> Doctor Rich would be the boys' diabolical. Okay. Oh, but the best friends forever. That is episode. fucking sick. When she's they're playing. All the poop are playing in her room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to vomit. That's when I was like, I don't know that I'm watching this anymore. 
I don't know. Exactly what I felt. Yeah. That's why it had to be on there because it's that, just oh so my gross. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. You had blocked it, hadn't you? Oh, yeah, I had. Okay. All right, well. Follow that shit up. Ha! Ha! I don't think I can, but uh, one of the ones that got me when I was a kid was uh, a Godzilla villain. And that is Hedorah the Smog Monster. Yes, save the world. Is that the Save the World song? I think so, because it was re- it was like sixty nine, and it was really yeah. it was really it, psychedelic yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But um, he like <laughs> he was like some kind of like a kind of blob like, and he had a couple different forms. Like he was a big tadpole, and he was like a big manta ray, and then he got real big, and then he fought Godzilla or whatever. But he like it was like he would like puke out like pollution, like essentially yeah, yeah, like yeah. pollution. And he like and he like grabbed Godzilla and he like he, he was like puking he like Ralph on him. He like puked like mud on him and yeah. stuff like that. I remember being a kid, like, oh my god, that's the most disgusting thing. And then when when Godzilla eventually beats me, like punches through his chest and pulls out like two of his organs or something like that. It was fucking what yeah, dude, I saw this like when I was a seven year old or something, and to this day it kind of freaked me out, you know. But uh it was really, it was nasty. Godzilla. It was nasty. I, I mean it's isn't nothing the now. Save the world song, wasn't that in eighty five? No. 84, 83? No, this was like this, a... This was a really hippie sort it, of it save was like the a, world. This, was like in, this movie was like in 69, so it was real like psychedelia. Like, there was like animated sequences like... Anyways, Brian, what is your number one? Uh, my number one is, again, from the X- X-Men. Uh, actually, it's Generation uh, X. And that is um, Husk. I knew Husk was going to be in there. Yeah. Buffalo. Again, I, this is what I, I, help me out here. Okay, so her power is she can become a lot of different things, but in order to do that, she has to literally rip her skin off. So every what was time with she, the X Men writers during this time, yeah, I yeah. mean, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the, beat the guy who belts fire or whatever. But no, what did he guy the other guy from oh chamber chamber yeah yeah chamber was kind of cool though but husk <clears throat> it was just gross that she had to tear off her skin you know and then she'd have a diamond form or a steel form uh, or a she was okay. cocooning yeah uh number one probably your number one so i apologize in advance no my number one's a kind of a weird one. Oh, i was gonna go from uh uh seth brundle from the fly oh that's a good one though uh, that that that's still a gross. The 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 that's, effects they did on him are just so. David Cronenberg and his finest yes. body horror, like peeling your own fingernails yeah, yeah, exactly, off and stuff yeah. like that, and and yes, out, you know, it was just yeah, it's a spitting the acid yeah, on the guy's yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even when he goes into the bar, and he like yeah, the guy breaks, breaks his arm yeah, yeah, in yeah. like half and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really gross one, and that's. Sure. Where Cronenberg made his bones. Yeah, I uh, thought for made, sure that might be your number one. I, I was avoiding it. But. Mine is actually kind of a a Brian, if you will, kind of an esoteric one. Ooh, esoteric. um, I'm esoteric. What's that spell? Esoteric. The esoteric. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, of a gross hero, and 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 um, mine. My number one is Invincible in the animated series. Oh. Because it is literally the <clears throat> most realistic depiction of superpowers I've ever seen. Where it's like, okay, yeah, you're going to catch 
somebody falling out of a building, but the physics still apply. So, like, you're going to break every... Like, you grab them by the arm, you're going to, like, tear them in half. Because of you know, like your yeah. super strength is gonna stop them dead, but their bones ain't designed for that. So there was one part where he catches like a woman falling out of a building or something, and she like basically is gravely injured, and like her eye pops out and stuff like that. And then just for the realism of like, if a, if a, a guy with super strength and a vulnerable skin is gonna punch a guy with a machine gun in the head, it's going to you know explode his head or yes. whatever. Yeah, I just think it's it's. The most realistic depiction depiction of superpowers in in a in a, in a physical way, and I think it's the gross some of the grossest shit. I mean, it's fascinating, but it's some of the grossest shit <laughs> yeah. that I've ever seen. Oh, now I'm gonna watch yeah. it. Oh, oh you really? haven't watched it? No. it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, any honorable mentions? Yes, we've got like five minutes. Do yet. we have that much time? Four and a half minutes. Oh God! Wow. Stall. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? One of my favorite comic books that nobody's reading, or I think few people are reading, but enough to keep it going, is Savage Dragon. I just think it's one of the best comics that people are not. What's gross about that? His villains? Yeah. So you've got uh, Backfire, whose power yeah, is yeah. to fart yeah. very strongly. Anyone walks in front of my store while you're out in a smoke break? Yeah. about that. <laughs> Uh, cesspool, which just shoots out toxic shit from big old open wounds on his body. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dong, dung, who shoots feces from his suit. Ew. Yeah. Uh, heavy flow. Oh dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Because a period can be a weapon too. It generally Easy. is against any guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Mother Mayhem. And she's a cool character. Oh, she's like the sexy no. nun? Oh, oh I'm thinking no. someone else. Okay. Oh, no. She's this big uh, creature thing. <laughs> but she has two babies. That demon baby things. That their umbilical cords are still... Oh, okay. <laughs> that are still attached. Yes. Yeah, so they're like on leashes. Oh. Okay. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's got the Eric market cornered. He's got the market cornered on gross ones. Yes. Yeah. Uh and I and I love his um the names he comes up with are just <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Abner Cadaver. Anyone else? Or? No, that's uh, that's my. What about uh, you? You keep you uh, got the honorable mentions. Gogolthon from Dogma. He was basically the poop demon. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I, since we're dealing with a lot of poop here today, poop is gross. Uh, also, I, I I always thought in comics that Zeitgeist, who is Terror Inc., he basically rip off the arm. The, he basically kept on applying limbs from people he killed to himself. So he had to replace his arm because he was always withering. So he'd have to put oh. someone else's arm on. What comic is this? Terror Inc. from Marvel. I don't remember that. Was it that was like back late 90s? in the yeah, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. There seemed to be a whole... Yeah, there was a lot of gross things back there, but it was just bad stories. Oh, Rob Lockfeld's heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think he, he gave up <laughs> listening to us a while back. I, I wouldn't worry about insulting oh, him too man. much. Damn it. Any runner-ups on your... Uh... Uh, well, no, because apparently I didn't read enough X-Men from the early 2000s or whatever, because they seem like they're all disgusting. Chet from, uh... Emergency? No, no Weird, weird science. science. <laughs> yeah, Chet was pretty gross from Weird Emergency, too. <laughs> Chet from Weird Science. <laughs> yeah, when he becomes that big creature thing. Of, yeah, the, yeah, big, again, yeah. the big hunk of shit that's got flies yeah. circling around, he's constantly farting and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that was pretty sick. I'm trying to think. I was can you count that smelly bog from uh, Labyrinth? We were gonna oh all yeah, the shit farting the the something oh, the, eternal stench. The the, the the bog of eternal stench yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, is that a character though? That's more no, of a la- landmass, I think. But I think it's still gross. The uh, what was the the superhero they had or the supervillain that got his powers from cocaine? Wasn't it uh, White Fire or something like that? Mainline Fire or something like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty disgusting. Snowblind. Snowblind. Wow. Snow, Snowblind? No, Snow something, though. It was Snow something. Snowfire or something like that? Cocaine supervillain? What What book was this in? That sounds like a She-Hulk villain. No, I think it was DC. Oh, then it would have been Firestorm. Firestorm had all the weird hit. They had like half half the Suicide Squad that got killed came from Firestorm, like <laughs> Javelin and uh, Slipknot yeah, and yeah. Snowflame. 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 What's it from? In uh, case our listeners. No, actually, look. it's the New Guardians. Oh, that was DC. That yeah. Was horrible. That that whole book was horrible. Yeah, I know. I have a couple now. <laughs> Who did? The and I probably own? want to get the Snowflame. Just because. Just to say that you have it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always thought that that was really gross to put in a comic book. I, I just. It's not very. Oh. All right. That was our top three. Grossest heroes and villains. Let us know what yours are. All right. Well, the podcast is about to get a lot worse because we are talking the worst movie ever this week, and that is number thirty-two on Tubi's list of worst movies, and that is nineteen seventy-seven's Incredible Melting Man, written and directed by William Sachs, starring Alex Rebar, Bird Benning, Myron Healy. So essentially, nobody. And uh, man, this is a tale of two uh, tale of two movies. Yes, very much so. So, I'm doing a bit of research on this. This was originally supposed to be kind of a parody of 50s atomic horror. Oh, okay. You know, incredible. They actually got the title from The Incredible Shrinking Man. And, uh, of course, you've got the wonderful practical effects of Rick Baker in this, which just, to me, made this movie. Wow. I didn't know that. And uh, the horror elements of this, for not being a horror guy, I thought were actually really kind of good. The, the, the gal, uh, the one gal, uh, the scream queen that they had where her boyfriend, oh, stay out here. Yes. And she, I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, then you got the other half of the movie, <clears throat> which is some of the weirdest, fucked up, like, I, what were you thinking dialogue? Yeah. Oh, come on, the old couple out there. <clears throat> oh, honey, not what I'm driving. Let's get that some was... oranges. <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. I I actually enjoyed the old couple. Maybe we should bring them some some lemons. Let's lemons, go pick these lemons. lemons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go pick your lemons, Martha. <laughs> 
you have the doctor in charge of those. So the, the basic premise is these astronauts come back from a, a, a space shot to Saturn. Yes. Because, of course, you've never seen the sun through the... Nothing's... What was the line? Uh, nothing compares to seeing the sun through the rings of Saturn yes. or something like that. They come back. Uh, this guy is literally melting at the core, which doesn't really make any sense. No. But does make for some cool special effects. And then you've got uh, the doctor in charge of uh, covering this all up, apparently. Dr. Ted Nelson. Dr. Ted Nelson. Uh, and you get that through the whole thing. He's Dr. Ted Nelson, all right. Yes. Uh, he, he, he has this exchange with his wife. He's cooking soup. Uh, Frank escaped. What? Uh, do we have crackers? <laughs> no, I forgot to buy them. But, you, but, but, but Frank escaped? I really wanted crackers. I, I, th- this exchange was was baffled. I was like, Who? you know what? Actually, I, I thought that that was probably one of the better exchanges, <laughs> and only because, life. yeah, because I'm thinking Frank escaped. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Frank escaped. Yeah. And he's so overwhelmed by Frank escaping and okay. what that so means. You yeah. got that. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I was just like this bizarre, like the point you're revealing to the, your wife, you failed at this. Yes. And you're like, eh, okay, I can yeah. see that. And then, and all you're thinking about is, oh, I really wanted crackers. Yeah, Cause you can't soup, think about yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't. Cause think... you can control putting crackers yes. in the soup. And then wait, we don't yeah. have crackers. And I, I just thought, no, that was probably one of the better moments. <laughs> Okay. Because I saw where they were going with it. So you think I don't know, I don't know that they really with. thought that yeah. through, but uh, it it was good to me. <laughs> so you've got uh, this rampaging radioactive guy who eats uh, people. Rampaging is a strong yeah, word. Yeah, he was it he was, was more, more of a shamble. Of a, he yeah. was a shambling, meandering kind of. Yeah, walk right by the bums in the fires. Just. Yeah, on a train track. I don't know that I would call him Rampage. Yeah, okay, Rampage might be a a bit of a strong word. But you've got this radioactive guy going around eating people. And the only people that they have after him is Dr. Ted Nelson. And the general. Well, the general does show up. Yeah. Yeah. I told you not to tell anyone. What did you tell her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he was having a nap at their house. I thought that was kind of convenient. Yeah. Yeah. We thought you were napping. Well, I woke up at the right time. <laughs> okay, we don't have time for this now. We must go. What? <laughs> you you just took a break from the search for the <laughs> rampaging na- monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you took a nap. Now we yeah. gotta go. Now we gotta go. Recharge right. badly. So I'm gonna go out on the limb here and say, Keith, you got a glimpse of Brian and I. When we were about 12. I did? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I looked at that and go, that's me and Brian. Yeah. If we knew each other when smoke we were yeah, sneaking a smoke with a Playboy. Yeah. See, I don't cough. <laughs> you don't inhale. <laughs> And not know having a girl around and not yeah. knowing what, you know, any just okay, you're you're one of the guys or whatever. So that that was that was our childhood. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Sneaking behind the barn <laughs> with the Playboys and cigarettes at twelve. Uh, mine would be reading comics, so you guys are way cooler. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think quite think that, but anyways, uh Yeah, so you have uh 
the most anticlimactic end. Which was perfect for the movie. <laughs> it was perfect for the... The guy just melted. Yeah. And that was it. And then the guy picked up his clothes and threw them away. Yeah. He kind of came out Who with the shovel to mess? kind of yeah. shovel up the... Yeah, the... it's messy. Yeah. yeah, it didn't end well for really anybody. Oh, no, that was a total downer ending. Everybody gets killed. Yeah. Dr. Ted Nelson gets killed despite the fact of announcing he is Dr. Ted Nelson. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Many times. But, man, I gotta say... The practical effects in this were freaking amazing. Yeah. Especially being in 77. This is Rick Baker at, like, at, like he, I gotta check his, I would have to check his IMDb or whatever, but I gotta think this has gotta be one of his first movies. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got the actual, you know, and they, and they had said something, and they didn't show all the, he had four stages planned out for how the guy was gonna melt and stuff like that, and apparently they cut all this out for the horror elements. You had the head of the the hunter going over the the falls and like exploding. I thought that was really cool. I, you know what? I thought it was funny. I was like, the head floats too, too well. <laughs> it did. It did float. It was. He was airhead. Yeah. It it just floated too well. Uh, floated too the well. general gets pitched over the railing onto the uh, the uh, high tension wires. That one I thought was f- fantastic. Yeah. Sequence. Yeah. Let's not forget we had an Academy Award director in this movie. Jonathan Demme was in this movie. Who is Jonathan Demme in this movie? Uh, I don't even remember, but he is in the okay. credits. I'm looking uh, it up Matt, here. I want to say it was Matt something. Hold on, let me look it up. I didn't. I just thought that that would have been included in your uh, whole spiel, but when we're talking about Rick oh, Baker, man, now the greatness look. he was... Yeah, it's one of the last credits that pops up. Jonathan Demme. I'm like, are you kidding me? Matt Winters, he played. I don't know who the fuck that is, but... I can't even spell right. You've got me so flustered, Keith, I can't even (laughs) spell right now. And this was like a few years after his cage heat, which I know Brian's a big fan of. Oh, yeah. This makes for terrible audio. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Um... You know what I'm going to say is that uh, Rick Baker is not listed as the special effects Yes, he... Jonathan Demme played a small role of Matt Winters, one of West's victims. Nor is it on his IMDb for special His effects. name's on the credits. Uh, but... Well, maybe effects. he didn't want to... If you look at the credits in the movie, it says Rick Baker. Harry Woolman. Harry Woolman. Harry what? Harry Woolman. It's not listed. It said Rick Baker on the credits. I understand that, but I'm, what I'm telling you is it's not listed on either his IMDb. He might not be proud of it. <clears throat> or I, it doesn't matter whether you're proud. Don't you own your IMDb page so you can take stuff off of it if you really want to? Makeup artist Baker provided the special effects makeup for the Incredible Multiman. Where does it say that? In the, uh, the in the Wikipedia page. Huh. Because it doesn't list a, <laughs> it. I'm just telling you on IMDb. If you look, Makeup department. What's the first name on there? Oh, let me look. Oh, makeup department. Oh, it's Richard Baker. I'm sorry. That's, no, it is Rick Baker. That's what <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> it, Rob Bottin's on there, too. Rob Bottin's on there? Yes. Damn. Oh, that's like but a... they give the special effects by. But makeup department is, yeah, Rick Baker and Rob Bottin. 
Well, and a couple other people who we don't know as well. They did great too. Yay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I read these. No, things. I was looking at it. He's going, questioning Demi. You're questioning Baker. I'm like, I read these. I, I actually actually watched this and read the names on the screen you for know, the first time ever. You guys go, what? Well, what? that's what's throwing us off right now, Keith. You never watch movies. Yes. When do you watch a movie? Well, this one would have been really bad just to listen to. You know what I, I didn't? Have, what I, I what I was really brought uh, confused by is, uh, so I really enjoyed that as he's walking, as he's rambling. Uh, we won't call it quite he's rampaging. Leaving, leaving parts of himself around? Yeah. Uh, he's got the thing going on in his head. Yeah. He as his like memories yeah. are fading. Yeah. It gave us no new information <laughs> as to what happened. No, no. It gave us none. It was just repeating. Yeah, yeah it was uh, Mercury getting ready to take off. Five, four, three. Yeah. And that, but it didn't give us, oh my God, a solar flare hit yeah, us. Yeah, oh. Yeah, no, no. You'd think they'd do a little exposition through that. Yeah. And it was, yeah. no, it was, you were right. It was just repeating the countdown for Scorpio 2 or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he I was. He kept on leaving parts of himself all I don't know if he had extra yeah. parts. <laughs> oh my God, his ear. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought the part when his eye fell was kind of cool. Yeah. When he started totally melting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's cap off the worst segment of the history of the podcast by uh, with a B rating on this one. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a one and a half. Okay. I thought it was fun. I thought the nudity would. Get I thought yeah, we rainbow Smith. The nudity rainbow in this. Smith shows off her rainbows, and you just go oh, one and a half. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a two. <laughs> you talk me up. You talk, that was a that was a creepy scene. It was. That was Just probably take off top. Yeah, that was probably more horror than yeah. the rest of the no, movie. No, that combined. was that was creep Come take on, take off your take top. top. What? Yeah, just take it off. I'm not, <laughs> not going to take it off. And, and that photographer guy was like the greasiest motherfucker yes. ever. Yeah. Like the, the yes. way you picture kind of like the dirty old man taking dirty pictures. Yes. That was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just show me him. Show me him. <laughs> I take pictures like perfect. <laughs> and then he rips her top off. Yeah. Total, oh, total creep. Yeah, that was just oh yuck. Uh, that was a horrible scene. All so right, they weren't happy breasts. They weren't, and then they got attacked. Yeah, <laughs> Keith, what do you give this one on a B scale? I g- I'll go right down the middle, two and a half. Leaning uh, towards three. I, I really there were parts of it I enjoyed, but I actually watched it, so that had something to do with it. One of the rare films that Keith watched. I gotta go. I gotta go four and a half stars for the the practical effects. Okay. On the story, I gotta give this one. It, it fucking one. It, it, it I, so that, that's a two and three, and three and quarters. Okay, you did the math on this one. All right, that was the incredible melting man. If you like special effects, check this one out. If you like a good story, don't check this one out. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so for this edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we are. A true completists in which we have watched all, the entire Ip Man series and the spinoff, which is Master Z, Ip Man Legacy from 2018. This was directed by martial arts legendary stunt coordinator Yen Wu Ping, written by Edmund Wong, starring the fantastic Zhang Jin reprising his role as uh, uh, Chung Tin Chi from uh, Ip Man 3, the opposing Wing Chun master. Uh, it has got uh, Dave Bautista, it has got Lin Yan in it, and it has got the fantastic Michelle Yeoh. 
She's perfect. Wonderful. Yes. So, yes, you follow the uh, story of what happens to uh, 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 Chung Tinchi after he is defeated by uh, Ip Man is, uh, to, for the title of Greatest Wing Chun Master. And he basically says, I used to beat people up for a living, and now I just want to live a simple life with his son. And eat Opens up the shop or noodles yeah. every day. And they eat noodles and breadsticks every day. Which doesn't sound like a bad... Uh... Sounds like an Olive Garden commercial to me. <laughs> Sorry. Again? Why is it that they do all Japanese kids whining? Mm, he's Chinese <coughs> and not Japanese, <coughs> oh. but... Uh, ch- I don't know, because maybe they are. Because kids are whiny in general. I wonder was a steak. So, and yes, you've got... Birthday. Uh, arrested. You've got... Uh, Zhang Jin running afoul of the local uh, gangster. And in a surprising turn, uh, Michelle Yeoh is kind of the bad guy. Yes. In this. She is the head of the tong. But she yeah, wants but she's to be trying good. to go legitimate. She's trying to go <laughs> legitimate. Um, you can see uh, the influence of, and I'm sure Quentin Tarantino stole it from some old Shaw Brothers movie or something, when she beats up her uncle at the boardroom yeah. table. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you've got this uh, this guy trying to live a simple life, getting pulled into gangster stuff, and uh, they always seem to. It happens. Yeah, uh, can't talk about it, but it happens. So you've got a team up of uh, modern a modern martial arts master in Zhang Jin with the, the one of the great uh, martial arts directors of all time in Yen Wo Ping, and they did not disappoint no, us. No, no. Uh, the wire work was a little uh, iffy in mm. some spots. It took me out of it, and I and, and my brain immediately goes, "Why do you even need it?" Yeah, well, especially when you got Zhang Jin, who's just so he's so fast and yes. fantastic and stuff. But Tony John was in it, and too. Tony John made a, a cameo as the guy who was so good he could throw an icicle through your brain. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. True story. Yeah. Uh, There's there's a great little moments in this film, the the glass scene with Michelle Yeoh, that that was a here have a drink on me. I'm sorry, I'm working. I don't yeah. drink. And then they do this this kind of Cirque du Soleil thing with yes. a glass of with a tumbler yeah. of whiskey, rolling it off their hands. It back was, to it, each it was other. yeah. It's beautiful. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. When you talk about the dance, this was a dance. Yeah, it's if a you will. little small scene that's so yeah. well done. That's a, yeah. That's what took me. Is it just there wasn't wasn't a fight. It wasn't a. It was just rolling this glass back and forth to drink it. No thank you. Yeah. And he wins. Uh I'm trying to think. I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> it was Speechless. interesting watching that. You trying to think. <laughs> what, see the smoke come out yeah. of my ears or something like that? Your eyes roll back a little. Sprinklers haven't gone off for okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So, is it... So we've watched the entire Ip Man series and it seems like all of them have this basic premise. Yes. Of Hong Kong in the 60s kind of sucked because the British ran it and, and it, it, was a, it was a statement against the foreign occupation, if you will, of Hong Kong at the time. Because, yes. Yes. again, you get the corrupt police police official. Again, you get the 
the foreign gangster in Dave Batista, who who runs a steakhouse but is also a heroin dealer. As are most. Yeah. I'm sure. Is that getting a li- I mean, is that getting a little tired? I mean, this was probably like what the fifth? The fifth one we've seen where it's just basically the occupation of Hong Kong or the occupation of China and or or the prejudice against Ch- the Chinese in the United States or and and I don't know, it's just eh. story-wise this one wasn't as quite as good as most of the Ip Man series. I mean, this one was more of, to me a Fred Astaire movie where we were going from one we we had the base the basic storyline of getting getting from one fight scene to the next fight scene. I think I think yes. the story was a little weaker. Yeah, it was a oh, uh, cameo appearance by a repainted Batman in the, from the animated series in this one. <laughs> yes. I was tripping over that. What Black Bat? Black, Black Bat. Bat. Yeah, Black Bat. I love Black Bat. Uh, it's broken. <laughs> it's a present from you, Dad. Dave Batista surprised me in this. In that, you know, you're kind of used to him playing... Um, Big dumb guy? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, Drax. Drax, yeah. Drax from, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I've only seen one of them or whatever. He was kind of like, had this like subtle menace to him. He did. That I thought was really intriguing. Yeah. He wasn't the big, over. he wasn't Mike Tyson, he wasn't this big over-the-top guy no, or whatever. No, he was very quiet, but you picked up. They of course made him the uh, the last boss, and he was triple tough and was shrugging off everything. Well, what does face said give up Wing Chun too, so that he wasn't fighting with Wing Chun. And I actually liked in the final fight when he that. kind of he had flashed to go back, back to it. Yeah, to yeah. that final fight with yeah. Ip Man, where he was like, "Oh no, no, that's how he beat me, so I'm yeah. going to beat him the yeah. same way." And he kept kind of concentrating on the one spot in his rib cage or whatever. I thought that was really kind of yeah. cool. No, that's what I meant. I liked the fact that he got back to that because he wasn't. He abandoned that. He wasn't going to be Wing Chun guy anymore, and he had to beat him. So it's Rocky. All right. So did really we have was. a? Uh, do we have a favorite fight scene out of this one? Uh, I'm going to go back to the glass scene. I just thought that was so subtle. Not even a fight, but a, fight, but a, but a yeah. demonstration of their prowess. Yeah. 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 They both knew at the end of it where each other was. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a great comment like, "Oh, you used to be good at this." But you're out of practice or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of good. Keith, did you have a favorite fight scene? I did like the the brief Tony Jaa fight. It was it was very brief, but I thought it was very cool. I, I mean, you were right. It, it sort of like was musical, but with fighting as music. So it just it was just driving it to the next fight. So. All right, I have. Whenever you get the the the. Uh, the grand mistress of Hong Kong cinema oh, yeah, when you get Michelle Yeoh involved. Yeah. I'm sorry. With the, the fight sword. scene with, with Fu the bar the barman and her with the sword and then you get uh the um the whole the whole tong getting involved and stuff like that. Yeah. That was that literally put a smile on my face. I love seeing Michelle Yeoh. I, I mean and she's I'm I'm She's, I want to say she's older than I am, so she's probably late 50s or something like that. She's in fantastic shape. She can still hang with all these young guys and stuff like that. And and the shocking part of that was there's kind of the, the, the Mexican standoff between Fu, uh, uh, Zhang Jin, and her, and she cuts off her brother's arm. Yeah. And I was like, what, 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 what the fuck? And she's like, this is the price... I, I, yes, our drugs have killed people. This is the, this is your payment for that 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 death. 
this is all you're going to get from us. I thought that was like, I was like, fucking hey, man, that was fucking cool. Yeah. I, you know what I enjoyed? That was part of the movie that they were, there was an honor to the repayment of debt. Yes. And how they each kept doing that. This is your money. This is your money. This yeah. is yours. Yeah. I thought that that was really interesting. When she gives him the, uh, we burned down your studio, here's the money. Yeah. Well, I burned down your nightclub, here's yeah. the money back. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty well done movie. I enjoyed it. I don't think that that, uh, I think it's interesting to see from the Chinese point of view what the occupations were like and what, uh, how they viewed it. Because it's yeah. obviously different. And yeah. Obviously, there's something there if they keep. Yeah, it affected them. So, yeah. At such a point that they keep on bringing it up. And you, and she was fifty six when that came out. Just to let you know, fifty six. Yeah, so slightly old. Yeah, so I got that to look forward to when I hit fifty six. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to see your yeah. movie. I'm gonna be with a, I'm gonna be in a wheelchair with a blanket it's over my legs or something like that with a, a, with a cane. cane. A sword. Yeah. Well, I just uh, do. I look like Michelle Yeoh. No, you're the opposite of Michelle Yeoh. Wow. All right, that being said, this one was not bad. What was the uh, what was the rating on this one on a Deadly Venom scale? Uh, you know what? I got to I got to compare it to all the rest of the Ip Man movies. I give it a 3 and a half. Uh, I'll give it a 4. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Okay. Um, on three the, the half, Deadly Venom it. scale, yeah. oh, man, that's that scene with Michelle Yeoh. I'm going to go with Brian on this one. I'm going to say four Deadly Venoms. This one was pretty good. A, a worthy kind of sequel to the uh, Ip Man uh, series. He went with me, not you. Yeah. He doesn't even listen you said to what, three and a half? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you said four. Yeah. yeah okay. That shows you how much I pay attention. All right, I'm going to go with Keith on this one then. That's <laughs> okay. I don't... That's probably a better choice. No. Again, no, you know never. what? We keep watching these high caliber films and it gets kind of boring if every one we do is a five star. Well, well, the problem is, too, the bar has been set so high that you keep on going, okay, that's five stars, so this wasn't as good as that, so you got to go down. Yeah. If, if you saw this first, this might have been a five star, and then yeah. you're like, where do I go with the rest? Yes. And that's exactly it. How do you, oh, well, now we've got on the we five, watch that, some that's shitty an eight. Ones. <laughs> okay, Beverly Hills Ninja next. We've got a couple shitty ones coming up. We've got some gonna shitty be fun. ones coming up. Okay. All right. Stick with us. Spoiler alert. All right, well, we've been following along with my new favorite uh, series, and that is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And we just watched episode nine, entitled Those Who Wander. Which episode is that? This, of course, is the penultimate episode of the uh, the series. <laughs> and uh, we had kind of said, uh, Brian, you have teased that, man, this was a, this was a, a tearjerker. Yeah. Uh, I had ruined it for myself because of uh, my uh, wandering eye on Wikipedia, and you sold this short, sir. This was uh, this was a crusher. Yeah, this was a crusher. Yeah, not a Wesley, not a Wesley. No, no, right. that was the, the. So yes, you've got a down. The Peregrine is downed on a world that uh, the atmosphere prevents them from communicating or whatever. They get down <laughs> there, get and it turns to the it turns to the alien slash the thing. With the Gorn. Oh. Uh, and the Gorn are basically chestbursters. Yes. And uh, the proverbial hijinks ensue. What a great little episode. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Absolutely uh, fantastic. Just uh, from start to finish, this was uh, 
It was darker than it usually didn't. There was no comedic this tone was, to this. Yeah, I, now, that's what I was going to argue. Is okay. That they they, they actually set up the darkness of this episode with the opening and some of the bits leading up to the dark of darkness in this <laughs> with the promotion of You're No Longer an Ensign. Oh, yeah. They had the big soiree and whatnot. Uh, the best was, uh, my favorite bit was uh, Spock calling the, the and, and none of the red shirts were wearing red shirts. They they did they did get away from that. Uh, but uh, the uh, Spock uh, calls the red shirt and ends, so they're like, ah, you owe him a drink. Yeah, Lieutenant, he's like, what? whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a lieutenant now. Oh, yeah. If you call him an ensign, you owe him a drink. There's, I thought that was just such yeah. a great... I, I love this. There, there seems to be no end to drinking games. Yeah. They they yeah, yeah they yeah. were getting hammered a lot yeah, in the early humans yeah, um, but like yeah so you've got sort of this 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 the, you've got the graduation you've got kind of this lighthearted bit where they think oh this ship's just gone down and we'll go you know rescue everybody and then it's like oh it's the gore and then things get murderously serious after that yeah I also did like uh, when they asked Uhuru to translate that guy and she goes this just doesn't yeah. work that way yeah. I really thought that was cool after some of the other Star Trek stuff. They and a really cool. yeah. great uh, practical alien, I thought. The, uh, the big blue guy. Yeah. yeah. Where the, 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 you know. Yeah, so you've got the basically the core crew down there. Um, and uh, the, the Gordon, you know, hatch out of this big blue guy and stuff like that. And... Uh, Noonien Singh goes to work with the, the strategy and stuff like that. You get uh, a a a Spock, and I there was a he had like a great mantra like what I keep in my head, I yeah. will into my heart or whatever. And you yeah. get fucking badass, yes. super strong fucking Spock, pissed off Spock. Yes, and then uh, the Gorn. Uh, the one thing, uh, if I was gonna, if I was gonna fall this episode, I didn't need the predator infrared vision bit. I thought that was a little hackneyed. Uh, yeah, I would go with that, but it was it was perfect uh, old Star Trek. So true. I thought this was uh, Noonien Singh's best episode. She's mm-hmm. get to see her her humanity through the yes. little, you know her, her newt, if you will. Yeah, and uh, but she wasn't all whiny. Oh my god, it's the core, and we're never gonna live. We're yeah. gonna die. We're gonna die. Oh my god, the oh, I want to kill yeah, every yeah, yeah. one of them. I what I did not like and what did not make sense to me was that they were going to kill each other until the strongest survived. Because they I'm of, thinking they kind of set that up in the, in the one with one. The, 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 the in the, the space one where they said, Oh, they they they, they can't tolerate invade. weakness or whatever. Yeah, they've been invaded. the one they sent the message the one ship had been infiltrated and they blew it up yeah. right away. <laughs> But you would have to have just hundreds of thousands of babies. I was going to say that you'd have to have like a clutch of like, <clears throat> you know, like a thousand or something like that. And then they all kind of fight it. I thought a clutch of four is kind of, I don't well, know. Well, you know what? That. Because then you end up with one. Yeah. So, you know, a quarter of what you birth is what you're going to get. But uh, I thought they did the Gorn very well. Uh, and I think it, I, I thought. They grew kind of fast. Well, that's lizards do. They, but didn't they mention something they like, something? like they said, like, oh, the Orion, like it depended on the host, like the one of them hatched out of an Orion or something like mm-hmm. that, and it, it grew real fast or something like that. So maybe so I it don't is know. aliens. Okay, so it is aliens. Yes, I could picture the Gorn that Kirk was fighting. 
I Based saw like that. when they like they kind of put that face on yes. it. I was yeah. like, you know what? They did their homework on yeah. this one. Yeah, kind of they like did the, that well. The, the ridge on the head yep. and stuff like that, and uh, the way it looked on it. I thought the, the the effects were pretty cool on this. Yeah. Now I want to see a full grown Gorn. I mean, they've I given do. us. I think we're going to probably get that in season. I, do I too. would yeah. think that we'd get that in season two. Yeah. Though I, you know, Gorn can be a, a not unlike the Borg. Just a, a villain that they pop up every now and again. Yeah. Hopefully they don't overuse it. Yeah. That would be my hope, too. Except that they were completely gone by Next Generation, so... Oh, were they, like, extinct or whatever? I, they never showed them. No. It's 10 season. Yeah. They never mentioned them. So, and I, that always weirds me out a little bit. I think you got to go to the beginnings. There's Enterprise did that, too. They had a great villain... That never got mentioned in the next series, the original, but what? and that's only like what, 150 years. Yeah, I mean I can go. Next gen is like a thousand years, but Enterprise to Star Trek was only 150 years, so I, I can't imagine that an entire race was just forgotten. Yeah, snuffed out. Well, the 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 big news coming out of this one is you've got uh, Union Singh at the end, basically taking the her newt to find her people. So she asks, asks for a leave of absence. So you don't know if she's coming back. But my favorite, pretty much coming out of this hammer. Oh, uh, and I will argue that that uh, spittle is not a good way to reproduce. But uh, but yes, he gets infected with Gorn eggs and sacrifices himself so the crew does not get infected or there's no more or the no no additional gorn are there to threaten them or whatever yes yeah and what a, what a heartbreaking they did that character justice well and and they made him so good in the previous episode and when he was do, you know kind of the the only guy that wasn't cast in the you know and he was kind of playing along with it and stuff and I just I got such a kick out of him he was the best part of that episode and then to, to just kill him like that I thought I, they dropped two main characters yeah. in one episode but you know what the funny thing is is you knew he, something had to happen to him because Scotty takes over. yeah so do you think we're getting Scotty in this then? I do think yeah. I think we will yeah. okay and then a new chief of security or do you think Noonien Singh comes back no, I think we're going to get a new... Uh, I think we're going to get a new one. Okay. At least for some of the first episodes. Okay. And then she comes back. I, I have not read that she had left the show entirely, so... Yeah, I think that we'll see her again. Well, yeah, and, and then don't forget that I oh. think... No. Forget it. <laughs> oh! No. Well, and, and this was shot with uh, in full before it was picked up for a second season. So they maybe set it up where, you know, this would have been, you know, uh, this would have, you know, kind of, uh, if, if it only went, ran one season or whatever, it would have, you know, had yes. some. Um, but, but, but you're also setting up so people want more. So you ha- true. You, you're setting up so people are going to demand more because they want to know what happened to those characters. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, And then you could do spinoff series. Good way to play it. Ooh. New Yun Sing. Then we track. should call ourselves Star Wars. Um. But yeah, this is. And again, I'm not a, a completist. I haven't seen every version of Star Trek. This is my favorite Star yep. Trek. This is absolutely yep. my favorite Star Trek. Mine too. Yeah. It captures the entire vibe of the, the original series, updates it, 
makes it now and uh, and does it beautifully. I hope they do not change the tone. Agreed. Well, we we just have the season finale left. Yep. You're, and you've sold this one as a heartbreaker as well. Yeah. I gotta get that box of tissues. What? Oh. Box of tissues in my tub of ice cream, man. <laughs> All right, we got one more to go. Stick with us. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so uh, we are celebrating the return of one of our favorite series to the airwaves, and that is CW Stargirl, which started back up uh, this past couple of weeks. So we've got episodes one and two. Uh, this uh, series is uh, entitled Frenemies, and the first episode is The Murder, and the second episode is called The Suspects. And Brian, you had uh, texted uh, that you enjoyed the first three minutes of Stargirl better than the entire run of She-Hulk to this point. Yeah. What a way to introduce everybody, to bring it all into focus, where everybody's at. Yeah, and I, I was excited to see everybody. So yes, you've got uh, you've got the in the aftermath of the battle with Eclipso, you've got uh, Rick Tyler burying Solomon Grundy in various different spots to try to get him to come back. You have got uh, stage mom and dad uh, over Doctor Midnight. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, Whitmores going on a camping trip while Sylvester Pemberton Starman watches the housewarm and basically fixes everything back up. Uh, you have got the Crocs, Sportsmaster and Tigress, uh, moving in next door to them. The Shade has set up uh, housekeeping in Blue Valley. Uh, you've got something happening with the son of the Icicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, and then, of course, uh, Shiv, Cindy, the best mean girl on television, uh, wants to join the JSA. So you've got that entire setup in like the first three minutes yep. of, of the, the show. You get you get basically everything summed up in, in a nice little montage with a, and there was a great song over it and I forget which song it was. Uh, but yes, then the uh, so then the, the crux of the what appears to be the season starts and you have the gambler returning to Blue Valley and saying that he wants to reform because he found out he has a daughter and he wants to find her. And uh, there's confrontations between the Gambler and Starman and uh, Stripesy, or Stripe. You have a confrontation between the Gambler and the Shade, so you got a setup of a couple of different, perhaps, suspects. Because in the end of the episode, he is murdered. His, he is staying in a, in a double-wide trailer. It is torn asunder, and uh, the Cindy JSA is... shows up, and Cindy's holding his, his <clears throat> Derringer and says, I didn't do it. It's way too easy a setup, as far as I can, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to. The show can be a little angsty. It's it's a teen show. I mean, I mean yeah. they're trying for a young audience, and, you know, and we're probably not the right age group to be watching this. But, yes, it can be. Everybody's got their own, you know, oh, I hate Cindy. Oh, I, I can't stand that Grundy is dead, you know, and it's... Everybody's got their own little, and then... Uh... Courtney is just all super optimistic all the time. Yes, except when she thinks uh, Sylvester's gonna take the take the staff, and, and then she gets like kind of yeah angsty, angsty. Yes. Yeah, but she tries to find the silver lining in that, which leads to some cool stuff. But I still I'm not digging uh, Sylvester Pendleton. They kind of made him a, a bit of a dick, hardcore. Well, they're playing off the whole JSA being killed and. And they're making friends with the people who... Oh, you know what? Get over it. 
tell it is. Get over um, it. I, on that subject, I was kind of surprised, but perhaps pleasantly, about the whole interaction, like, when they, when, uh, when Pat Dugan and him go to confront the Shade. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like, and, and, and I really kind of like the fact that, that Starman thought, well, I'm still the superhero and you're my sidekick. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and well, could well, you could, could you move over a little bit? And I just the that was I thought I think that was kind of like, played a lot during this season. Yeah, uh, I also like the bit where uh, uh, Starman and Stripe go out for a, a, a fly for a fly, and they save a plane or something. And they come back and it was like Courtney being like the where were you two? Yeah, you know, like her being the mom yeah. to these yeah. two, you know, delinquent kids or whatever. I thought that was kind of cute. I hope we find out more about the staff, because obviously Sylvester can talk to yes, it and understand and it. understand it. Courtney cannot. There's got to be. There's going to be a defining moment, obviously, in this season. Well, okay. So in the second episode, so we've got the we've got the uh, the murder of of the gambler. In the second episode, you've got everybody kind of going around to try to find out, you know, clue. You know, they're doing the Scooby Doo. They're yeah. looking for clues and they're questioning suspects or whatever. And uh, I will say that uh, uh, Jonathan Cake, the guy who plays the Shade, is just brilliant. Fucking perfect. Great. Yeah, yeah. Looking but for tea, perfect cup of tea. You had said that you want to get the origins of the staff, and uh, again, I'm getting my hopes up here. Uh uh-uh. The Shade disappears. He says, "I have my own affairs to tend to." Man, I hope they go to Opal City. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they go to Opal City. It'd be fifth season. Yeah. So we're going to go this year. Yeah. This year we're going to We're Opal on City. season 12. I'm in a retirement home. Maybe we'll go to Opal City this season. Yeah, but, you'll be 56. Um, yeah, so... Swinging a cane around. <laughs> Damn it, you youngsters! Go to Opal City! Uh, Writing actual letters to stick. Yes. Dear, dear idiots at CW, why aren't you going to Opal City? Okay, we beat that joke to death. All right. Okay. Uh, but yes, in the second episode, you get uh, a, 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 a kind of a neat little training moment between Starman and Stargirl, where he shows the shooting stars. Yes. You know that's coming in later then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so questions. Who do we... Th- okay, so the, 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 one of the, I think the, sh- the, the reason that the gambler got murdered is he stumbled onto... Somebody's surveilling the entire town of, of Blue Valley. And they they established at the end of last season, Mr. Bones and the uh, the DO... Not the DOA, the... I forget. I forget. He's, got, he's got an organization yeah. behind him or whatever. But they said, oh, let's go to Blue Valley or whatever. So yeah. do we We just think that it's going to be Mr. Bones and these guys yeah, are... that's why they're, they're not going to mention it for quite a while. So you, you, unless you're someone who remembers everything from last season, you won't remember it until they show up. Yeah. It's a misdirection sort of thing. I don't think he has a daughter. You don't think he has? Okay, so you're in the camp that he doesn't have a daughter and this was all part of an elaborate scheme or something like that. Even though he was in private searching for her? Or was... Uh, And writing a letter not knowing he's going to die to her? I think that the, the, the letter was meant to be found. You don't think, well, okay, okay, so they had that, that kind of backdoor set up in the last season where they had the like institute where they kept all the super-powered teams yeah. or whatever. You don't think she's going to be one of the, the kids there or something like oh, that? Oh, that's, that's quite possible. Because they had, they had Mr. Yeah. Bones and they had Nurse Ratchet or whatever. We are coming with the next generation of 
villains and heroes, so yeah, you need to replace the fat old guy with someone young. And probably hot. Yeah, I should be called Blackjack or... I don't recall whether or not the gambler had a daughter in the comics. I don't remember that. I mean, even the, the later run of the jazz, I, I remember... The I the the Injustice Society was like you know it was the son of the icicle and mm-hmm. uh, the son of the, the tigress and stuff like that but uh, or the daughter of tigress. Um, I don't think I don't remember the gambler though. The, the immediate one that comes to mind is Roulette. But Roulette's actually the granddaughter of like the original Mister Terrific or whatever. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a nice ch- return to uh, familiar settings. Yeah. With a little bit, couple of different changes. I I really enjoyed the first couple of episodes, and I like I, I don't have a problem with the voice change on Thunderbolts either. It's now Seth Green. Oh, okay, that's what, okay. Because I saw Seth Green's name in the credits. I'm like, uh, I, I heard his voice. And I'm like, what if Seth Green? I'm mean, like, had to look to see. Yeah. Yes, and we forgot to mention that the Thunderbolt is still around. Yes, with Shaquem and uh, yeah, I wrote the perfect uh, perfect. This will get us to yeah. I wrote it and rewrote it. <laughs> um, Let's get out of here before anybody sees what you did. I yeah. thought that was kind of Mike. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. younger brother. It says men's room on the thing. <laughs> you don't have to go look now. Got the way out. I actually yeah. thought that was kind of cute. Are, that it was actually boys. Yes. They, so, so they were pl- boys playing at being men. Yeah. I thought that was kind of kind of clever. And I, I do, uh, I'm enjoying the fact that they, they leave the shade open. You don't know if he's a good guy. You don't know if he's, he's a bad a, guy. He's just him. He's a yeah, force you of, just don't know. Yeah, you don't know if he's going to help you or hurt you. But That's when he comes he, back and he says, yeah, "I'm sorry," he was a star man. Yeah, I, I think I he love. He was kind that. of his own his own man. He's you know, been around so he'd long. been around for so long. I you know fought on the side of the angels. Yeah. Fought on you know been a bad guy just because I felt like it. I got bored. <laughs> I I really enjoy because you end up liking the character. Waiting for the double cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't plan on dying, ever. I thought that was kind of kind of So do okay. So we've got Mister Bones. So so uh, is it the general idea that maybe it was just the the gam? Is it just going to be that the gambler was killed by Mister Bones and his the, operas? Uh, in the comics, he does have a daughter. Oh, really? Becky. Who is the name of the girl in yeah. this? Yeah. So I am and going she to anything, stick to my she, moniker. Is she Gambler 2 or something like that? Uh, I have not uh, gone that far with it. I just looked it up. She's called to... the Juice. It's like... <laughs> the Vig. The Vig. <laughs> That's too close to something else. You can't call <laughs> Yeah. Vig. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we kick back, back, things back off with two episodes. We still liking this one, boys. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it until it's unwatchable. Yeah, she is Hazard. Hazard, okay. I... Yes, I remember her now from uh, Infinity Incorporated. Wow, I hope she doesn't have that costume. Uh, I'm going to say she doesn't. <laughs> but, I, but I'd like to see it. Uh, I'm going to say there's going to be some... Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a reference. Or yeah. A showgirl somewhere in one of them. Yeah, there's a cross between a, a, a Vegas dealer and cocktail waitress at the same yeah. time. Yes, yes. All right, so we're still digging this one. Um, oh, any um, critique? Um, oh, I'm loving it. Okay, like I, you know what? I the angsty parts. 
Yeah, they, I thought there was more of those in the first episode than the second. I'm glad we reviewed both at the same time because it might not have been as favorable. Because it was a lot. Of, yeah. Oh God. I just I don't need you know Dawson's Creek superhero show. <laughs> yeah. Which you know. They they do a wonderful job of setting up shit. Um, you know, kind of a short term, medium term, long term. Yeah. And they set it all up in the beginning, and and you watch it play out, and it's really kind of cool, uh, how they've they've structured it. Oh yeah, I'm really excited by this. All right, so we're looking forward to the uh, the upcoming season of Star Girl. Stick with us on this one. Spoiler alert. So we are following along with the latest offering for Marvel on the Disney app, and that is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And we're going to do a catch-up here. So we're going to talk episodes three and four, which are the people versus Emil Blonsky, and is this real magic? Ba ba bum And I just thought that's actually a uh, that's a Van Halen lyric. Is it? A sim- from a simple rhyme. Oh, okay. A little, a little deep cut there. There deep it is, cut. yeah. So, yes, you've got the actual uh, parole hearing of Emil Blonsky where you find out he's got seven soulmates. soulmates. You get Wong testifying that uh, he actually took him out to save the the universe so he could train against a, a proper uh, opponent to become the Sorcerer Supreme. And I had no idea that Wong had come, become the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think of where that was mentioned They mentioned first. it in... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. No. Was it Spider Man? Because he enters the house. No. Strange is still the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. It's, it's well, I I saw neither of the movies. So, anyways, and then you've got. Uh, I'm still. Well, let's put it this way. I might be back under protest because this fucking episode was terrible, and it did exactly what Brian said it was going to do. It made my favorite villain team, the fucking Wrecking Crew, a bunch of fucking hacks. So there. But they're not done yet. Yeah, they could be cool by the end. I hope they no, could be. They I, some She-Hulk no, blood in them. <laughs> no, they're not going to be cool by the end. No. Uh, but I did love... Did you guys just steal Asgardian construction? <laughs> that was, I did give that, yeah. And the guys I did like, thought oh, that man. was kind of funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, yes, uh, so it was not a bad little comedy episode. The part with the, <laughs> the light elf and the totally clueless idiot... Thinking he was dating Megan Thee Stallion yeah. was fucking hysterical. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, uh, I I I was a little brought down by the amount of times they mentioned Megan Thee Stallion. Yes, and well, and then the stinger at the end was She Hulk twerking with Mel- Megan Thee Stallion, which I'm sorry, I just that just not needed to be done. Who's Megan Thee Stallion? <laughs> the Stallion. These T H E E. T-Stallion? The. the. I said the stallion. Oh. Who is she? No, you said Megan the stallion. Oh, the. Oh. The. the I believe she is a... She's a rapper. A rapper. Okay. And, and a pop music star. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so those two uh, factors kind of pissed me off oh. a real lot. I thought this got closer to She-Hulk than previously. I mean, this was a... a I, I'm not going to say that uh, I enjoyed this episode. There were some things that were funny in it. Uh, yes, the I, well, the, the the stuff that with the, the the stuff with the elf doing the shapeshifting, like the she coming yes. back as the judge. I've decided to change the verdict. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. 
Yeah, uh, and then she kept doing that. Yeah. That was good. Um, and that was uh, a perfect She-Hulk villain, by the way. Just, you know, out of the comic. That was great. I, I did, uh, I was underwhelmed with the Wrecking Crew, but I'm glad that they didn't just <clears throat> beat them up and then they're gone. They're working for somebody and they'll be back. I don't think they're going to be any better. And I think that that's the danger just, of the they show. They just need to give them, like, a, like, beat up a bunch of cops or something like that. Or do something. Just don't make them a bunch of hacks. That's it. And and I think that that's the danger that they're going to fall into the show. And where they're going to miss the opportunity. Because She-Hulk actually fought uh, <clears throat> grade A villains. You know, and suddenly there was threats to her. And uh, you would get all these you know, F-tier villains throughout her book, and then you get a really good one that was, this is serious. And then it would go back. Um, but I just, uh, I think that they've missed the mark on not making these guys a hell of a lot tougher. Um, and you know what? It would have been a great humbling moment for She-Hulk. That's this- where I thought they were going with it. Would would have been, she turns into She-Hulk, she has no idea what she's doing, and they beat her up. Yep. Yeah. I, I would have preferred to see that, uh, that she thinks she's invulnerable and she thinks, and they put her through the wall yeah. and suddenly she's like, what? And they, yeah, uh, but they still can't get the blood. That would have been fun. Uh, that would have been a great moment for She-Hulk. What do you, what do you, what do you got in this one? I, I don't have much more than I have already put in. It, it was an okay, you know, it was that episode. I okay. like Wong. I like the humor. Wong <clears throat> might be the best thing in the Marvel Universe right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is. Though, I will say that Tim Roth gives you a greasy enough performance <laughs> that yeah. you know he's not telling the truth. Oh, you know, happen, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be more to this than that. Um, but, gotta love Tim Roth. I mean, I just... Exactly. The guy's on... Yeah. This was the episode also where Hulk goes out off in space. Yes. They're setting up uh, Planet Hulk. Yeah. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens there. Is it going to be him or his son? Yeah. Scar. Yeah. Scar. Well, there's not much to say on this episode, so the next episode is... It's going to be awesome. <laughs> is this not real magic? And now this, to me... From the few ep- issues of She-Hulk, this was the perfect She-Hulk episode. Yes, and I am going to agree with you 100%. Uh, an F-list villain that just causes her problems. Yeah. It's not... I mean, he could destroy the world, theoretically, but mostly it's just an annoyance to her and gets in her way. But there was some interesting things that happened in this episode, I thought. Got in way both physically and in law sense, too. I like that the way he. Yeah, she, so she so not only was was she part of the, the legal part portion yeah, of her yeah. life, she was part of the super heroic yeah. portion of her life. What a what a fun little uh, David Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> what a piece I of thought shit. It was maybe Johnny's brother or something. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. I, I kind of thought, oh, are they going with like a Ghost Rider kind of a? Well, I you know what I I'm just gonna say I don't think Donnie Blaze was his real name. <laughs> what? But. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, magicians have to give it a real names, right? Because otherwise it's a deception. That's not good. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, 
I did love the guys doing the magic in the courtroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's magic. Even the lawyer's a magic <laughs> yes. guy. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, it's magic. That would, that would be straight out of the yeah. hulk comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know what? I thought that uh, the drunken Madison and Wong. <laughs> yeah. 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 What a perfect little pairing. The monster. Monster. Yeah. It's Madison with two N's and a Y, but not where you think. <laughs> when she gives the fucking bailiff the yeah. drink. <laughs> you can, can finish it. I'm not sick. <laughs> fucking hysterical. Shit. <clears throat> she made the episode, and every yeah. time Wong would bring up the Sopranos and she would ruin the episode. <laughs> Shut up. And they're watching it at the end. I, You know what? I just thought, you got to keep her. Oh, yeah. Bare minimum, another cameo appearance oh, or something like that. She has got to be in it. She is so funny. And then, uh, of course, She-Hulk gets laid. Because that's what She-Hulk yeah, does. Yeah. I loved the fact that she gets laid. And the guy, like, you know, the next morning, uh, were you? Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then, oh, well, it's kind of ironic because at the beginning she's judging the guys by looks and stuff, and finds this guy. But then when he does it to her, she's hurt. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know what? I think it, it it's going to lead her being <clears throat> She Hulk full time. You think? Uh, yeah, which I think would be a shame because. Uh, no, because of the CGI, but yeah. you know. Oh yeah, the CGI is terrible. Though I can I can buy into it enough. It. It takes some getting used to. Yeah, I can buy into it enough. I like, I like the look of the She-Hulk character. Again, I, I, my argument is, the, the fully animated character. There's not enough. Mi- like it's, it's, it's off-putting because the it's, it's the micro expressions. It's, it's yeah. like you're watching yeah. a. Well, well, there's no shading in her color. It's yeah, just it, flat. And 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 it's like you're watching a video game or something yeah. like that. I do think she should just become She-Hulk all the time because as a lawyer, she sucks. Seriously, the guy stole the, the the ring. Yeah, you don't get him to take that back. You try to get him to see some. Oh, the decisions. thing that opens yeah. the gates. Yeah, or whatever. That, that's obviously property of the the temple or wherever the right. But they didn't have any of that in writing, <laughs> so it was a he said she said as far as the ring goes. That it is, and that's what she was getting to with it, when the one lawyer was like, "You've got that all in writing, right?" I get it, but it's still pro- their property. Yeah. You can't get it anywhere else. Well, and I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see her tied up with ta- uh, Tatiana Titania. and the She-Hulk thing. And how she get the, she's got to get the name. There's going to be something that happens where she's like, sign over the name. And I'll save you. Well, I correct me if I'm wrong. There's another lawyer showing up. Yes. Next episode. The big lawyer. Yes. And yes. When I say big lawyer. I mean, of course, Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Oh, I thought you were talking Denny Crane. Never mind. Boston League lawyer. <laughs> it's shit. Would, would be cool to show up. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, that would be fucking great, wouldn't it? No, he um, doesn't do much in court either. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, well, and that's now... The thing that I was thinking about is, okay, this is obviously the comedy bit. This is the comedy show. And you're getting the hero from one of the more murderously serious yes. Marvel productions ever. 
I mean, the only one that I, to me was more that was more Punisher was Punisher. Yeah. yeah. Do we get do we get funny Matt Murdock and funny Daredevil, or do we, does this maybe the serious? This is where bit? we get Stilt Man in here. You think we're gonna get Stilt Man? <laughs> oh, I'd love it. I would. I would, I would love would it. I would love it. I would die. Yeah. For still, man. Because uh, they did when uh, in one of the episodes of Daredevil in Melvin uh, Potter's yeah, workshop, yeah. the still man armor was yeah, in there. Yeah. That might be good. <laughs> now it's going to be disappointing because he's not going to show up. Uh, well, uh, that's not the only disappointment. <laughs> I I did think that the show got better. I think that this was uh, an <clears throat> excellent She-Hulk episode uh, that caught the tone of the comic. Um, I'm hoping that they do get a little more serious because I would like to see a little more range. I would like to see She-Hulk humbled. I, that that has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be hugely disappointed. But she's got to lose. And if she doesn't lose, uh, she's a wasted character. Yeah. Good point. And we'll see. Um, she's too one-dimensional right now. Yeah. Like, everything's going her way type of a thing. And, like, the, her only setback is, like, oh, she got laid and then the guy didn't like her normal sort. It's a Mary Sue Hulk? Yeah. that's It's the Mary Sue Hulk. Uh, but why I, why I think it would be a shame for her to stay She-Hulk all the time is Tatiana Mislani. Oh, and, she's fa- I, well, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, just how good she does uh, Jennifer Walters is. Yes. So I would hate for her to just become a voice actor. I think just because they're CG, they wouldn't do that either. I don't. I don't think so either. I think the actors like their screen time. I think they do too. So that my hope is that, as much as I love She-Hulk, and I hope they put her on the Fantastic Four. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Maybe in the second movie. That would be fun. All right. Well, Brian, have you turned the corner on this one a little bit, maybe? A little bit, um, uh, like this was this was cautiously optimistic, yes, maybe. Yes, but you still have the shit first two episodes. So, <laughs> what are you looking at me for? Well, I thought you had an opinion. No, no, at all. Oh, okay. No, I. I We're kind of here for your opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why kind I'm, of the basis of the show. No, yeah. Really, mine? No. Um. Eh, it's been eh. I did like this last episode probably the most, and I hope they continue, but that's just reiterating what you said, so I should just go what Brian says goes. All right, well, I better get me a good wrecking crew, and I better get me a stilt man, damn it! Oh, oh no, now he's putting... Now, yeah, now you put that in his head. The bar's been lifted, holy shit. Oh, now you put that in his head. I, You know what, and I do hope that they, they allow Matt Murdock to be a little funnier. I think well, that that no. Would... Correct me if I'm wrong. He had a bit in the Spider-Man movie or something, yeah. right? Yes. Where he was kind of he had a, a good line or yeah. something like that. So I mean, obviously, and the guy's like a fantastic actor. He was in an HBO series that I watched and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I I would like to see a little lightness in in that too. I I start I Brian I joined your cause after the Wrecking Crew and the twerking, but then that fourth <laughs> one the, the fourth episode brought me back around. I I I, I just I was laughing throughout the whole thing. So. I I really enjoyed that. All right, well, stick with us on this one. This has been a roller coaster ride, and uh, that's with uh, two N's and a Y. That (laughs) you're not where you think. (laughs) Not where you think.
The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.